Hello everyone, I'm Joy Balloway, and on this podcast episode, I talked with avid LAFC supporter Jonathan Reimer about the rivalry between LAFC and the LA Galaxy. Reimer is the co-host of the Shoulder to Shoulder LAFC podcast. The show focuses on interviewing people in the LAFC community and the impact soccer has had on their life. In this conversation, Reimer dives into the impact LAFC has had on him and the Los Angeles community. So let's get right to it. Here is Jonathan Reimer. How did you become an LAFC fan? So I was moved back to LA and I was in LA and my buddy and I, my best friend and I went to a Galaxy game because we really just wanted to go to a soccer game. We attended anytime there was a national team or a women's national team game in town. We would always go check that out or international friendlies, that sort of thing. Um, And so we went to a Galaxy game and we showed up early to tailgate. And so we brought a cooler full of beers um, just to sit back and have a good time. And we're like, well, hey, like, why don't we just go hang out with the other Galaxy supporters? So we wheeled our cooler full of beers over to the Galaxy supporters area. And we're like, hey, look, you know, um, you know, this is our first game here in a really long time. You know, is it cool if we sit back and just have a beer with you guys? Uh, and a couple of members of the Angel City Brigade came storming over to us, like postured up, got in our faces, and in a vitriol, expletive-laden rant, made it very clear that we were not welcome. They did not want oh, us wow. there and that we needed to go as far away as possible. And we were like, really? Like, we just want to hang out and have some beers and, and have a good time. And, and you guys are all tailgating. We just thought, you know, it would be cool if we could join your tailgate for a little while. Uh, and they said, I, they basically said, if you come any closer, we're going to fight you. And so we said, okay, all right. So we just kind of went to our own little section of grass and hung out. Uh, and my buddy, you know, I was like, you know, whatever. We don't really know their culture, what's going on with them. You know, we don't know what's what's going on in the background here. They could have some issue. But he was like, nah, none of that. F them. And I was like, okay, well, look, you know, this is, this is the only team in town. Um, LAFC had not come about yet. So as we were leaving that game, we were talking to some random person out front and they were like, oh, well, I heard that there's going to be another expansion team here coming to LA. Have you guys heard anything about it? And we were like, no. And they're like, well, they don't even really have a name or anything going on yet. But, you know, we've heard in the background that, you know, they're starting to put in a bid for the team. And so I think it was about two or three weeks later that the first announcement came out that, yes, there was going to be another team in L.A. They didn't even have a name yet or anything. And so we started following a lot of that ideology and culture and all that. And then, you know, once the name LAFC dropped and and all we started to hear more information about it, I just got really excited about the ideas and the passion and the culture that were developing around it, started attending some of the early you know, meeting sessions and things that they were doing online and, you know, just kind of talking to other people within the football world. And I really just liked the ideas that were getting thrown around street by street, block by block, one by one, inclusion, culture, passion, you know, it was a very opening environment. And so early on, just being involved in so many of those conversations and meeting people and seeing what was happening around the team, I knew right away that I was going to, I was going to get season tickets. I was going to check this out. I was going to have fun with it. And, you know, three or four games into our inaugural season, 
I felt like I had a place, I had a home, I had a community, I had thousands of people around me that I was closer to than than I had ever experienced in all the years of, you know, being a sports fan here in Southern California. And yet through LAFC, I found a connection to people and community and the city that I've never found supporting any other team, not with Lakers, not with Kings, not with Dodgers, none of it. Take me to the moment that you knew LAFC was different as a club compared to any other sporting team you've supported before. I went through a personal experience my first season where uh, my girlfriend on the day we were supposed to move in together uh, fell into a coma and she was in a coma for 90 days. The LAFC community really gathered around me, was very, very supportive of me throughout the course of that whole process. And it was just done at that point. Um, these people had stood up for me in the darkest moment of my life. And I was, you know, forever at that point going to be a part of that fan base. There was never anything that was, you know, ever going to, to turn that around. What separates LAFC from the galaxy? And the experiences I've had with LAFC are, are so demonstratively bigger and more inclusive than anything I have ever experienced in the world of sports. Um, you know, it's like our very own FC St. Pauli kind of right here in LA, where we have a fan base that, you know, fought against the goal kick chant long before it was ever a big deal on the international scene. You know, LAFC were one of the first clubs to say, look, we're going to kick you out if you do it. We're going to stop the game. We're going to have messages from our leadership before the game saying you can't do it. And if you do it, you're getting reported. Your tickets are pulled, you're banned. Uh, and I, I'd never heard of anything like that happening in the world of sports. You know, uh, growing up in Southern California, you're around L3 fans all the time. And, you know, I always just figured that that's just something Mexican fans do. They have a different perception of it than the LGBTQ community has. And, and I don't know how we fight those perceptions. And LAFC was the first place in where they not only went to those communities and worked with those communities, and they didn't just say, you know, F you guys, you guys are out. It was, no, we want you to come and be a supporter and we want you to understand and realize why you can't do those things doing training sessions, bringing in members of the community, uh, LGBT community who had experienced extreme levels of, 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 you know, bigotry and that sort of thing, and, and really kind of galvanizing a community behind it. And I was astonished that within a few short games, LAFC was able to rid the goal kick chant from their stadium. And that to me, very on in season one said, not only is this team talking a talk, but this team is backing it up and walking that walk as well, too. It's just been so rewarding to see so many of those things play out at so many different levels and in a few short years have done far more in the community than I have ever perceived from the galaxy. Explain to me more about this rivalry and how even though LAFC has only been a team in MLS for three years, it's become one of, if not the biggest rivalry in MLS. The rivalry off the field started very mild and, and has really escalated but the rivalry on the field from game one day one was intense i mean you have lafc taking a three nil lead at the half in game one carson comes back to win four three you know zlatan makes his appearance and completely changes the entire trajectory of that club for the time that he was there and it, it as disappointing as that game was from an lafc fan perspective you take a step back from your own personal fandom and just look at it as a game i mean what a wild game uh, and what a wild start to this rivalry 
that has always had, I mean, there hasn't been a nil nil sleeper of a game between these two teams. Yeah, Every single game is high energy action back and forth. Golazos coming in and, you know, everybody seems to step up for it. Both fan bases seem to, to get up a little more for it. And I really think LAFC have really sparked the galaxy to really kind of double down on their supporters culture as well, too. You see that they, you know, remodeled their end of the stadium, Victoria block and are trying to do what they can to integrate their supporters groups. But again, division derisiveness, you have the Galaxians that don't get along with the angel city brigade, but yet they're in the same section doing competing chants in the same corner of the stadium. You have the quiet squad up riot squad. That's on the far end of the stadium (laughs) that, um, you know, won't even come over and, and sit with the ABCs or anything like that. So, I mean, it just did a, even when you're in the stadium and you're just a casual fan that sits there, you're like, okay, well, to my right is one group singing one song to my left are two groups singing two different songs. And this whole thing just comes through as some cacophony of noise. I can't hear what anyone's saying anyway. And because it doesn't elevate the sound or the level, the atmosphere was never intense. The fans never get into it. And it's kind of boring, like, you know, and, and, and so much of, the American perception of, of the beautiful game is that it's this boring game that it has no energy, no excitement. I, I dare you to come to bank of California stadium and watch an LAFC game and tell me there's no excitement. I mean, even if you watched a one, one tie, you got 90 minutes of people chanting and screaming and jumping and flags and smoke. And it's, you know, the, it's a big deal, even when it's an uninteresting game. Can you explain how a team that's only been playing for three years has such a huge and committed fan base, how they're able to get that to happen in such a short amount of time? People often make fun of LAFC by saying, oh, you know, it was created in a boardroom. It was created in focus groups. And, you know, what they don't realize is that that's all just a way to villainize what was essentially community. And yes, LAFC from the onset went to the soccer fans that existed here in Los Angeles and said, what do you want from a team? You know, what, 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 what is it that you would really support? And so all these ideas of community and unity and active support, all of that stuff came from the community. So it's not like LAFC's front office came out and said, we want to be inclusive. We want to have 90 minutes of active support. We want to have safe standing. And this is how we're going to build a stadium. No, the supporters had to fight for safe standing. The supporters had to fight for capo stands and and pyrotechnics to be able to be used and flags to be waved. And every single one of those things was the community saying, this is what we want of a team. And let's be honest, the Galaxy, they've been around for 26, 27 years now. um, And they're really struggling to attract new fans. You know, you constantly see their promotions where they're giving tickets away. Um, you know, you go online and you look for any one of their games and there's thousands of tickets available for sale on, on, you know, SeatGeek, Ticketmaster, whatever, you know, LAFC have, have, you know, sellouts virtually every single game, despite having a smaller stadium by two, 3000 seats, they have an attendance number that's significantly higher than the galaxy and the galaxy have done a poor job of creating a sustainable fan base. What is your favorite personal memory? in a game between these two teams? Gosh, that's a really good question. Um, My favorite personal moment from one of the derbies. Um, 
I would say uh, when we beat them 5-3 at Bank of California Stadium, uh, Adama Diomande, who was number 99 for us, who was uh, a late game sub striker that would come in and just kind of be the bull in a china shop. There was a goal he scored where ball gets turned over inside, you know, the Carson attack. Ball comes out to midfield where our striker's waiting and gets to the feet of Diamande. Diamande proceeds to just bull rush right through the entire Carson defense, puts home the goal right in front of us in the 32-52 to seal the game late. I would say that has to be the moment for me because that was, you know, the first time we had beat them in a big game on a big stage. Um, it was a playoff game. I mean, there was just so much about it that, that, that moment where Dio scored that goal, the manner in which he scored it, you know, it was just an aggressive, you know, solo effort where he just charges across half a field and then puts it home. Uh, and we knew at that point in time, that was the goal that sealed the game. And we knew we had won the game. And, you know, that relief, that elation, that that would probably be my favorite moment. Uh what I found so interesting from my conversation with Reimer was his thoughts on the inclusivity of the LAFC community a reason he believes LAFC's fan base continues to grow while the Galaxy's fan base is stagnant. I think that is something to look out for as this rivalry continues to grow. Thank you to all who have gotten this far in the episode and listened all the way through. That's it for me.